You did it. You're here. Listen, you hear people talking. They're recommending stuff to each other. You're like, gosh, spare me. And then here you are downloading a podcast where we literally do the same thing and you enjoy it or you tolerate it because you're one of our family members. We appreciate you ever growing audience. Christopher, how's culture treating you this week, eh? Uh, it's okay. Yeah. I realised that we started this pod very hot. Yes. Coming in hot. Yes. I don't have a Google Doc open. I can't remember yes. what a rundown looks like. Yes. But we're going to go with it. Yes. This is um, like how much everyone is just trying to squeeze recording podcasts into their lives, right? Surely yeah. we're all we're all out here doing this. How does anyone out. have time for this? How does anyone have time for anything? How did we land on this being the right idea? <laughs> for our podcast hey here's something that will be like draining on your week watch a thing that you weren't planning on watching and prepare to talk about it too one thing i do need you to have prepared even if if hey take your time getting a google doc ready i can i can hold the fort for a second but one thing i forgot until the last minute and i did it pre-record in um scores written down so my scores for mine you've done that fantastic we're good we're good with that we're good with that bit i didn't actually write my own after score so let me just jot that motherfucker down right now explicit content why why jeff while you're doing that shall i try and talk about rules very quickly oh i'd love that you you challenged me in our messages that we messaged yes to come up with a way of telling people what the rules are very quickly very snappy yes i have no way of doing that but essentially (laughs) i will pitch jeff a thing to consume yes i will then guess what his ratings will be yes in a before during after fashion so before during how much he was looking forward to it how much he enjoyed it during it and then his overall review of it in retrospect essentially Mm -hmm. i will then guess those scores if i get it right Mm. i then get to not to pick my own consumption Mm. for the following week and not have one pitch to me oh gorgeous yeah I think we could do better. I'll try again next week. No, no, you did great. I, I love, I love that you kept it short and sweet. You kept it snappy. I was going to ask you to indulge me this week because we okay. do have, we have the the equivalent of a bullseye in the game of darts, where if you get every one of those scores on point, yeah. do do me a favor because at the end of the day, the cultural content consumption appraisal hour, which you did not just read. <laughs> I just sort of glanced up and had a look. I just need the first few, those first few C's to be in the right order. Um, <clears throat> where's a cough yeah. button when you need one? Um, as we were just discussing before we pressed record, I wanted to tell you this on the pod because um, you were like, listen, we've got enough time. You know, it's called the hour and we're barely doing 40 minutes out here. For context, this for me is at least partially a homage to the MMA hour. And the really funny thing about the MMA hour is it's usually five hours plus. Um, but yes, yeah, so anyway, and that was just a little aside in terms of this favor I want. Right. So we've got the bullseye. If you guess every one of those three numbers. Here's what I want to try this week, and either we settle into a groove with it, or it will be that one funny week we tried that thing, because this seems to be week to week how we're growing, right? Yep. If you get the bullseye, you get to choose what you're doing next week. Good for you, mate. That's fantastic. But listen, either way, because this week, finally, we're both going to review a thing. We're both going to have a full set of scores. You've got one more week for Matthew Perry. I hope that's going well. Um, It's fantastic. I want a winner today. Even if you don't get the bullseye, who was the closest score-wise and can rack up the first W? If you uh, are against the spirit of competition, then listen, we can just enjoy some culture here. We don't need to add another C to this podcast title, competition. But you know what? Say it's always kind of a competition, right? I'll give you. I'll give. I'll, I'll give you one better. Give me one better. Yeah. 
agree a time frame okay. and we add up the scores over a period of time. Oh. So four weeks, six weeks, a month, like who won January if we have okay. no bullseye? Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. So. Because I feel like you're desperate to not have to watch something. Not Or you're really confident that, in your bullseye. That, okay. We're going to circle back around to that, but that for me is like one of the best. And listen, some weeks there's a lot to talk about. I finished the traitors this week. I could go on and on about that, but that's such a good segue in terms of just letting you know how I found the episode of television I just watched, The Dark Quiet Death, season nope, one, episode five of yet. Mythic Quest. We're not getting there yet. What do you need? We, still, we need? we need what have you consumed this week outside of the pictures that you've enjoyed. I've realised And we my, need to talk about it because that's what we said. That's what the rundown is. My, my it list with how yes, did you get on this my, week. This, this did is you have true. a good it's, week, it's, I did have a good week and The Traitors is actually really amazing. I wonder, I caution you if you were interested that it's not going to leave you with a nice feeling. Hmm. It's one of those few things where I was like, this is the conversation piece on the social media that I had a look at. And I'm always like, I feel like if I watched it a month within everyone going mad about it, I'm still part of the conversation because usually I'm like months and months late. So it was really fun to watch in that way. Lots of people I actually know, IRL, devoured it, consumed it, had takes. So now I feel part of that. And every now and again, I watch such weird off the beaten path stuff that I do enjoy the novelty of watching something everyone else is talking about. I watched it with family members. It was really fun. But yeah, it's like, if you don't know the concept, it's basically a big group of people. Some of them are faithful. Some of them are traitors. They have to figure out what's what. And it's like quite a cynical take on human nature and there's lots of like gasping like oh he's doing this strategy and trying to turn this one against that one and it's, it's fun in that way but it does sort of um make you a bit sad about what we're like which isn't a feeling you always want it's like game show commodifying how um people are shit and there's lots of politics and workplaces and social situations and stuff but finishing so like that love island <laughs> yeah highbrow love island basically it was fun it was good um it was very much one of those depending on who you're watching with will determine how much fun you have but that was like um my main thing and just throwing it out there i've actually i need to chill i've been a fiend for cinema this week and i need to <sighs> stop and I just how got, many cinemas yeah how many cinema trips i saw tar i saw um <laughs> weirdly i went to see vertigo i went to see the knives out double bill wow um, i hadn't seen either before yeah so i i hit it pretty hard this week um and so i was you actually, hadn't seen either knives out and you, you no i saw them both for the first time and like no like spoiler free it was it was quite fantastic to be did honest you enjoy it? i did it was like i felt it was the equivalent of how i see my mum enjoying colombo where i was like i'm super <laughs> invested during the time it's, I mean, it was really, really enjoyable way to pass the time, but like, and like such nice flourishes. And I've always been a, a bit of a Ryan Johnson guy without knowing about the Star Wars stuff particularly. And yeah, it was really, really fun. Like, I'm not sure it was my absolute favorite, deepest stuff, but it was, it was a really good time. Which movie was better, in your opinion? Ooh. On the spot? I mean, probably the first one was better. It was just a bit more time. Correct. It was just a bit more time. Like, the second one definitely had moments. The second Batista showed up, I was like, let's go. <laughs> Uh, there was lots of cool moments. Edward Norton was such a dickhead. Oh, I loved... Oh, there's so many little um, things. Overall, it is just so... You know, it gets very in the weeds with all the plotting. I can't imagine what the writer's room or Ryan Johnson's mind is like um, actually enjoyably... Because basically, when it comes down to it, Christopher, I'm sure you're aware of this about me, but I'm, and we'll talk about this when it comes to your pick for the week, or my pick for you, rather. Um, I'm much more of a character than plot guy, usually, right? Yeah. 
And Knives Out is very, very heavy on the plot, but with really fun characters like the beginning of Knives Out 2, where, the, where he's Benoit Blanc is in the bath and, uh, you know, Hugh Grant seems to be his partner opening the door for him. I'm like, these characters are fun and cute and a big part of it. But yeah, it's, you want to know more, don't you? You do want to know more. I wonder if in three uh, we'll, we'll get to know more. But no, it was really fun. It reminds me of like my old school shows I used to uh, watch like Buffy and stuff where just like a good plot and good twists and turns are, are a big part of it. No, I very much I did enjoy it. And yeah, uh, big big screen for both of them uh i don't always pull it out the bag with that but sometimes a film i miss on the cinema release that later without being spoiled i can still catch in the cinema somehow it usually shout out is due to the prince charles cinema in london in leicester square so shout out to them um it was a really enjoyable time even though i spent the last 45 minutes of the first knives out needing to pee so desperately and watching other people go to the loo christopher and i'm so big on like i can hold it i can hold it and it got so bad i was like I guess I could just go home and watch the scene in them because these are crucial scenes now. The more I wait, yeah. oh, it was awful, but I made it to the end and uh, had a little window to, to go in between the two. That was really enjoyable, though. To also give a shout out to the Prince Charles. As you know, I like mm. to tick Back to the Future wherever possible. Ah. I've ticked all three Back to the Futures and the Prince Charles back to back in my for the, past. For the discerning listener, we're pr- going to use the verb tick a lot. And basically on our <laughs> on our chat, on our WhatsApp and other forms of messages and DMs across all the social media platforms, we do like to, to put a tick next to a thing that we've completed and make it a safe space for spoilers. So our friend Christopher, one of his favorite films ever is, is Back to the Future. So So that's what he was referring to. That's awesome. Yes. Seen all three there, went to the Secret Cinema and recently went to the West End. So did they do they did all three in a triple bill, didn't they? Yeah, the Prince Charles did it. Uh, and my partner only set through one of them. So <laughs> it's not too fantastic. bad. Not too bad at all. That's actually a pretty good batting average if you're doing a <laughs> blooming triple bill. One of my formative cinematic experiences was doing an all-nighter marathon there of world cinema. Oh, I've still got the poster somewhere. Incredible. A Wes Anderson all-nighter. I need to go back to an all-nighter. I think you remember me mentioning recently when we had a meetup planned. I was like, I'm thinking about this all-nighter. And you were like, Jeffrey, you're 34 years old. Please get your life together. I think was the gist of what you were saying. I, I need to ask you about Tar mm. as well. Is that the one with the woman with the stick? Oh, oh the don't start me one. on Tar. Don't start good? me. Oh, very, very good. I, that's, this is now, if I'm being that much of a fiend, this to me yeah. is um, like a point of distinction. That's one of the only things I've watched recently where I was like, oh, okay, I need to see that again. It's cool. not just that I enjoyed it. I'm actually. I saw like, the trailer many times mm, in the cinema, mm. and I was kind of like, "This looks really interesting." I don't know what the plot yes. is, but Jeff likes an interesting character, and maybe it's about an interesting <laughs> character. Yeah, and really interestingly about the director, um, writer, director Todd Field, he hasn't made a movie for 14 years. He wow. made two cool movies in the 2000s, one called In the Bedroom in 2001, one called Little Children in 2006, and everyone was like, "That's cool. He's cool." just vanished i've i have forgotten the name when i saw it was his name i i did a double take and it's him coming back and it's just uh, yeah i'd recommend you take your partner to it you go to the movies for it it's a, it's like like all the films coming out right now for some reason it's two and a half blooming hours um but, but very very worth it and that you could have friend. been another good segue into the movie you pitched me however <laughs> yeah exactly um, exactly uh just to advise you of my consumption because yes. it's quite funny because although you tell me that i'm into, I, I do all the shows. Yes, I do tease you, you about often. this. How you do all the shows, I'll never know. However, yes. I had never heard of Traitors until you mentioned it last week. Oh. I then never heard of it again until I was in, listening to BBC Radio 1 in the car and they <gasps> talked about the trailers, Traitors and the soundtrack to it because okay. it takes old contemporary naughty samples. Yes, and is oh. in it. yes I forgot um, to mention that. That's a really cool thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then again, I just have been oblivious to this show, and you right. just told me that everyone's talking about it, but yeah. I don't do socials that often i mean and i don't talk to people that often i think it is interesting and i don't do tv really. no that's a thing it's, it's it's the way you do tv it's all the on-demand streaming stuff right and also yeah. the way you do socials is quite a specific glancing like i will do heavy duty half an hour scrolling sometimes and i almost mm. feel like it's my weird equivalent of the older generation watching the news and it's it's quite unhealthy like i'm not sure about it but i do feel like it then casts my net quite wide for stuff I thought that was all going to end up in, and I caught an episode of the trailers. You're just telling me you don't watch all the shows. No, I just don't watch all the shows. I, okay. It's just I, I never didn't know it existed. Until oh, did you not? Oh, it last and then week. you heard, and then, and then I've now heard about it, and this, that, and the other. Nice, nice, nice. But in terms of what I have consumed, I yes. started the White Lotus. No, that's next on my list. It's the next uh, big HBO thing. Okay, very annoyed that you've started. I mean, it's the point of the show. I could have intervened, but I tactically went for a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Gosh, I wanted you to watch Succession. But hey, that's still ongoing. It's not like it's finished. Um, How many episodes? Uh, I've seen four episodes of the first season. And it is very clever TV show. It's just because... No spoilers, but you're enjoying, yeah? just... Characters turn up to a hotel all at the same time. Yeah. Got families, couples, individuals, that this, that, and the other. Mm. And each episode plays out the day mm. that they're there. Mm. And you just see how they sort of intertwine, don't intertwine, how they're all in different places in their life and stuff like that. And it's just, it's almost, you would love it. It's a character study, really, mm. more than anything. Listen, and you're talking I my feel language. I haven't watched a show since Better Call Soul that keeps mm. you engrossed without an awful lot happening, if that makes any sense. Wow, that's a quote and a half. I love that because I bet that's the sort of quote that like audience members and fans can appreciate, but like I bet the marketing people would hate that. <laughs> like, yeah. What do you mean but, nothing's happening? Yeah, exactly. No, but right? you, I just feel you can't take your eyes off it. Mm. It's, just, it's one of those sorts of shows. You're just staring at it going, oh, because you, you, like you feel like you're somewhere you shouldn't be. Let's you go. Be that sounds it, fantastic. Sort of that sounds so fantastic. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Nice. And, yeah. I think there's two seasons, right? Are you just going to blitz yep. them? Yep. And I think I found it because Aubrey Plaza's in season two. So ah. therefore I was like, ah, oh, she's cool. There you go. <laughs> I do think... SNL. <laughs> yes. And just hosted SNL, which we'll have to tick later. I do think um, that's also a really interesting like thing to throw out there is like how we come across these things. I think how people come across um, their stuff, you know, it's much more interesting and unique to them than just um, if you watch this, you'll like this kind of thing. So, yeah, I like yeah. that you were just what? So you were just looking at some Aubrey Plaza stuff and saw that's a new thing she's working on kind of thing. Well, I, I just think there seemed to be more hype around season two ah, yes, in the first yes. season. So therefore, you're just more aware of it, I guess. Yes. And Can and I... normally we're aware of who's hosting SNL and normally if they're yes, that's SNL, we're always on the radar they're that. in something that's out and about. Exactly. exactly. Can I... Um, uh, before we get to uh, now, we'll, we'll, we'll come to the, the, main, the pitches, the, the reviews, the meat, uh, so to speak, even though we have our vegan friend Christopher on here. Let's uh, the meat substitute of the episode. Um, do you are you are you um, are you weighing up different things to pitch me? It's just interesting because I'm looking at my notebook and I'm thinking, oh, when we're done, I could throw him this. I could throw him that. Like I haven't landed somewhere. Have you landed somewhere? I've been teetering. Yeah, um, okay, interesting. I've, I've You're still not there? Notes. Sorry? <laughs> You're still not there? Uh, I've, I think I've landed for today because okay, I had to okay. make a decision and it's probably not a strong choice, but <laughs> it could be a fun choice. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> strong for you? It, to be honest, I think I put it there as a, if, if in doubt, what I'm oh, thinking, love I'd that. come up with something over a week. 
Yeah. And I didn't. So I'm using my if in doubt one. <laughs> yeah, great. That's a great one. That's like a fail safe. That's fantastic. Okay. Um, uh, we get to you, the meat? let's get to the meat. Let's, let's, let's get started. Now, I feel like my, the, the connection I wanted to make is you were saying that in the format of this show, mm-hmm. um, you were like, I, I feel like you're trying to, you're trying to wiggle out. Listen, I just want to see who won a week. I don't, th- I think a bullseye is very unlikely. I think that's, that's going to take some, some skill, some repetition. It's almost like rock, paper, scissors, where you get used to the other's moves. I don't think that's going to be an easy thing. And trust me on this. It's almost weird how much I'm not desperately trying to watch my own thing right now, because I feel like you hit the nail on the head with this episode you recommended to me. A dark, quiet, qu- um, death mythic quest season one episode five and i just really really liked it it was like a little fable about selling out and the weird thing is that it had this ending where rob help me with his surname michael henny thank you so much um comes in and he's like doing a bit of a thing it's like with post end credits with the end credits kind of just a little scene flourish at the end where he's i think he must be pitching a video game or whatever Mm. it is and i was like i purposefully walked into this bottle episode i thought it was a bottle episode and it kind of was without any context so that to me do you know what i almost watched it like it was a short movie yep and i was like okay right and it and it freaking worked and now i'm like okay either i'm gonna i've literally got a wikipedia page up for the show but i've resisted it i want to treat it just as a one-off and then it was good enough it's won me round. like at some point i'm watching the show now that was freaking great and i feel like you might have actually told me before what it's uh what it's about but like luckily i did forget and i just saw that guy and i feel like he's most famous if i'm right i don't know his name he's most famous for being on new girl Yes, yes, that guy. And I feel I, like he's... And I didn't like New Girl. Yeah, right, you're but not I a like New Girl guy. I like him in everything else he's done. Right. <laughs> and I bet even, this is just a hunch, I bet even without liking New Girl, you probably li- didn't dislike him in it. He's very good yeah. at being charming and yeah. funny, and he's that kind of guy. He's not in... What's it? He's not in... Anyway, um, I can't remember what else he's in, but he's like... He's so that brand of character. He has got the beard... He's quite self-deprecating. He's quite funny. He's quite confident. He's quite on all the boxes. He's at least a four out of five <laughs> on everything. He's great. And um, yeah, I remember I began it and I was like, okay, here we go. Let's see what Christopher picked me. It's so funny how no matter how much uh, we put the nice spin on it, it is occasionally begrudging. Like the person told me to watch this. This isn't my own choice. But I'm always, uh, this is why I love that we're doing this format as much as I'm complaining about it too, is because we always do give each other the benefit of the doubt and discover new stuff through this. So I'm a bit like, okay, here we go. And then, yeah, just line by line of dialogue, it's winning me over. And I think the real way I was like, oh, okay, I'm fully in now is when I did the first time jump. Mm-hmm. It was probably when I did the second one when I was like, oh, this is the whole, we're going to keep, um, yeah, having having shorter lengths. And it just, I kept like sensing like, oh, I feel like they're, they're on the rocks as a couple. Surely she's not this abrasive. And then in the next one, they've actually broken up and he's with the movie star. And I swear when he brought up the movie star, Tiffany, whatever her name is, yeah. I thought she was going to tease him and say, you have a crush on her, don't you? And then in the next clip, he's married to her when he says, my girl, I was thinking, oh, they're still together. This will be fun. And it was her and stuff. I thought that's such a great twist. Um, yeah, there's so many things I loved about it. I did write out. So the end of the one where they're like in the company. Spoilers, and it's, spoilers, spoilers for everyone. Spoilers. Like uh, out the freaking window mate it's just going to be nothing yeah. but spoilers when we're doing the review portion i suppose we'll include that in the pod description but at the end of the the scene where um i think it's the the mid to late 90s by the way oh my god the mid to late 90s do you know what i mean like you're hitting yeah. my sweet spot with that um and they're doing the like <laughs> it seems to be the most like head to head is someone gonna win this battle of um to sell out or not 
Mm. And I, I'm, I think, I don't know about you. I'd love to, cause you, you've watched enough now. You refreshed yourself and watched it again, at least two thirds of the episode. Um, but I was sort of, in theory, I fall on her side. In practice, in this episode, I fell on his side because I found her quite rude and abrasive. And mm-hmm. the end of that scene where she apologized and put, was it a lightsaber thing? I don't know what it was. She it, was put, it was the flashlight. Was the flashlight? What am I talking From about? The a game, Jeff. <laughs> you do, you're helping me uh, understand the art, Christopher. Thank you. So it was the flashlight from the game that means a lot to him. That makes a lot more sense. And I was like, why yeah. the big deal? Okay. And he actually got a bit mad with her finally. And I was like, good for him because I respect where she's coming from, but she's being quite rude. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I wrote down a few lines from the end of that. I promised to try. I'll promise I'll try to be more open, she said. I thought, gosh, what an open and sincere thing for someone so desperately cynical to say and he said i promise you i'll try to raise your toilet baby as if it was my own toilet baby which harkened back to an earlier joke and then she said i have always hated you and he said i'm counting the days until you turn to dust and then he turned (laughs) and looked at the poster and she kept looking at him and i was like yeah we're joking right this is our dark sense of humor right and then in the very next clip they're they're actually broken up um uh, to, to just do a full general take and then we'll come back to, to poke a few more holes in it or just talk a bit more details um the ending where they're actually quite cordial with each other is probably mm. what got me in the field the most because i think i was expecting a bit more of a bitter like they had a big falling out thing and they were actually just quite nice to each other um that really got me um i found it quite um almost charlie kaufman light charlie kaufman is one of my favorite artists ever so just playing with time a bit and relationships in that way just seemed to me quite unique and uh, a really cool concept and it really made me feel a different way than if you'd done a bit more of a standard take on the story and yeah i'm not a video game guy so that was a new kind of culture to get the to get the handle of and yeah no i just i, I thought it was quite quite brilliant good yeah <laughs> and so like um so rather than, I feel like sometimes you're like trying to say like, listen, this might not be your exact taste, but like stretch yourself, try a thing. You could, for you, were you almost like, I'm suspecting you were like, nah, he'd love this. Easy layup. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I thought it's a good introduction into the series Mythic Quest. Yes. Yes, it's a bottle episode. You yes. won't see these characters again. Oh. Um, but you'll see references to it. Okay. To Interesting. And, and so in episode purple, five. The lovely purple little Roscoe thing. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, how um, interesting. But not in your face in an Easter eggy sort of way. There are mm. monks, there are toys just scattered around the scenes and stuff, and it's quite fun how they've done it. So fun. listen, rather than Wikipedia, you know, fill in a yeah. couple of blanks for me without going too heavy here. Is that kind of they got to episode five and then they basically did a little mini origin story for the show? Um Kind of? It, it's not even necessarily an origin story for oh. the show. It's oh, just okay. a story that provides more context ah. um, for the environment, I guess. Okay. So essentially, the the main show about mm. the computer game Mythic Quest is mm. set in those offices. Okay. Oh, that's really great. Now, that's really great. It reminds me of one of the more interesting um, insights I've heard about the television uh, world, which... Uh, unfortunately for some came from the mind of Louis CK but hear me out there was a really good Mm. he's basically talking about the difference between his show and guesting on Parks and Rec and he was like there's a certain kind of sitcom where like 
the writer's room and the way the production is set up and the deals with the actors and their contracts, every episode you're like, okay, well, what's this character doing? We have to come up with something. And it's not always the most organic thing. And I think uh, with a show that's as light and fluffy as like Friends, let's say, that always kind of ends up working in their favor. You want to see all those actors. But for some more serious shows, it doesn't. I actually think it probably does work for Parks. But I love the idea of like if you had a lot of freedom, which Louis C.K. did with his show Louis, um, it can take you to these unexpected places episode to episode. So the way you've just described that, I'm even more yeah. intrigued right now. And and they reference Montreal all the time in this yes. episode as yes. about the people they have to answer to. And yes. Mythic, the Mythic Quest game, it has to answer to Montreal as well. So right. they're, 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 there's like layers and things like ah, that. So that's it's quite, really cool. It's quite funny. Embarrassingly, I didn't, I literally was out here thinking one of the more key elements of a dark, quiet death was the lightsaber. And I didn't get that that's what she was holding. So that there's that, but I did get the connotation of Montreal being the the business guys being being that yeah. sort of thing. When he went on that rant at the end, and he he'd had enough. Gosh, I did enjoy it, but again, <laughs> I think we re- referenced uh, this will always be a, a key refrain of this podcast. I feel like it might be me aging, uh, but I was like, I'm starting to finally see. And hey, I don't sympathize with that side. I'm not naturally inclined to that side, but like. There's a reason for those quotas and quarterly earnings reports and all the stuff. You can't keep the company going without it. I actually had that thought and I'm kind yeah. of ashamed I did. I feel like the argument that um, him and his wife were having was an argument that me and you had probably had in the past, <laughs> yeah, to be honest, yeah. about you trying to be super creative and play your heartfelt songs in the corner of a pub. And I'm yes. like, wrong crowd, mate. Oh, dude, that's <laughs> such a... <clears throat> That's such a good take. I didn't. I didn't actually come fully circle to thinking it was a you and I chat. I just thought we've been in on opposite sides of this chat so many times in our lives, both wanting to pursue creative projects in our life. But yeah, you're right. It's probably literally you and I, <laughs> at least at points. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, so uh, to round off the review, so yes, I, please. Very oh, quickly. please. So, so there's one of these episodes in each season as well now. And ah. it got to the point in the third season that's just finished. When the episode came up, I got mm. super excited because I was like, oh, this is going to be one of these ones. Oh, how cool. Which is such a weird way to approach it. It's like, no, I don't want the main Normal. story to move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I just want I want just a good piece of episode TV, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hey. it, for the for the big uh, book reader now, um, a big I think uh, I I make a connection there to like when you're reading a book and it takes a weird little side jaunt and then it comes back to the main story and you're like no I like those other characters in the other place now when you take those side jaunts so that's really interesting that you uh, like that what season are they on now three so they're done three seasons three's fantastic and the the main episodes aren't as they aren't all like this but mm. they're good storytelling it's probably a bit more of a comedic show yeah things like that now this but is a actually, very I, you know what just watch it i'm yeah, but trying to explain it, it to you yeah yeah <laughs> but it is super interesting isn't it that now i'm gonna watch it with that as my first yeah because now i bet either i'll be like huh didn't expect that or this or what well, like i'm already a bit gutted that our new girl guy isn't in it like he's great no oh. he, he is great um <laughs> so great you don't know his name <laughs> yeah, exactly um but yeah would uh okay so let me just have another look at my scores. Okay. I've got So you've my, written your scores down. I've written my scores down. And now I'm going to guess your scores. Yes. Okay. So I Start thought with before. Yeah. Should we do them one at a time? So I guess you're before you tell me you're before. Please. I love okay. that. So I think your before was a three. Oh, okay. My before. I mean <laughs> <laughs> it was I, actually, I thought it was a three because yeah. I thought I 
I bigged it up so in your head you're like, oh, it's probably going to be good. Yeah. And the reason it's not more than a three is because you're like, oh, it's a task of homework I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was a two oh. because, because the title... <laughs> Are you offended? I am offended. <laughs> because you had recommended it before. You've recommended this for like two years now. It's, I'll tell you. been out. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll be straight up about it. There's something about the title that makes me think I have to like do some Dungeons and Dragons stuff that I just don't want to do and avoid enough in my other uh, friendships. Uh, and I was just like, it's going to be that kind of show. Listen, more credit to you as a non dungeons and dragons guy that if you're enjoying it, i should do too but uh yeah i had yeah. I, i'll be honest i had it at two during four four nailed it i think you enjoyed it very much so now here and and i think you have a high bar for five so I'm ah, very nice he's already fives. okay okay so yeah, i yeah. think in retrospect after is also a four yeah oh if only you'd gotten them before because yep it was uh t- two four and four written down <sighs> so, so you're only off by one only off yeah. this is this is my uh pitch for today to see who can just generally get Who's the nail win one. the day listen i want to win a day for once can i say um to, thank uh, you for recommending <laughs> such a good piece of i mean yeah you watch it as i put in a voice note to you kind of one of the 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 lifeblood of a certain kind of podcast i suppose more a sports podcast to be honest um is disagreement and like good-natured disagreeable chat right and uh i think i've always noted you that that like we don't need to shy away from that blah blah blah. but like yeah on this front i I, yeah i can't i I can't hide from you you nailed it thank (laughs) you sometimes it's gonna uh i'm not here trying to only watch stuff in my comfort zone that's the point of the show blah 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 but no i really enjoyed that this was i think it's another good thing of just like this was a show that Sometimes with a recommendation from the right person, I will put a thumbs up in my head next to the show. This person likes this. But if just the right circumstances and timing doesn't work out, I'll be like, but that's also just to not prioritize. So it's nice sometimes when uh, it gets thrown up like this. So coming round to, um, I think, what were we, we were nearly segueing too early into this one too was it just the idea of tar being, being two and a half hours two, yeah, yeah. Less than two hours and maybe was... less than two hours <laughs> so um so immediately tick <laughs> yeah right immediately <laughs> big fat smiley face um i've got one question for you before i hand you the reins did you watch with your partner or alone i watched it alone interesting now we didn't have time <laughs> okay but you so, watched it so I sat down this yes. morning with breakfast hey! <laughs> and watched Punch Drunk Love by written and directed yes. by Paul Thomas Anderson. How did you find it? It was fun. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know what I expected. I, Me and my partner often have arguments about trailers because I've decided mm. I don't want to watch them anymore because they ruin everything. Oh, that's fascinating. So I wasn't sure what I was walking into. Mm. But... No, I, 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 I tell you what, if I ever needed a movie to explain why Paul Thomas Anderson gets on with Radiohead, ah. this movie <laughs> helped. That. And I'll tell you what's the, I, I love that you said that. That's the last time I think that he worked with the composer John Bryan before he started working with Johnny Greenwood. Oh, because I really liked the soundtrack hey, of this movie. And the soundtrack was fun. It gave me Birdman vibes. Dude, I feel it. And also like as a big Radiohead guy... This is actually, you've, you've just made me realize I even have this thought. It just stayed nice and buried there. It's like when two of your faves get together, mm-hmm. mixed media. Let, I can't think of another example right now. It's Bob Dylan, 
and Martin Scorsese doing a Bob Dylan film. That's sort of thing where you're like, yeah. yes, right? As much as I love that one of my favorite guitarists ever, Johnny Greenwood, does the soundtracks now for Paul Thomas Anderson films, and it feels like he will do for the foreseeable future. I'm like, I miss John Bryan. I, John oh. Bryan did his first little run, yeah, and I, I really, I loved his work with Paul Thomas Anderson. But yeah, I love that even in that film, yeah, there's definitely a vibe connection there, isn't there? Yeah, it the it was very. I don't know. Do we give? Do we give a blurb? So this yeah, Adam Sandler. He's he's an interesting character with little explanation as to why he's an interesting character. Yeah. Apart from the fact that he has seven sisters very and seems to not know what to do with himself and yeah. gets himself suddenly panically angry in mm. random moments throughout throughout the movie. Again, with very little explanation or detail given <laughs> as to why. <laughs> Just he gets himself in funny. But no, he's a very interesting character. Mm. Um, and if there's a love interest, and he also calls this X line and gets in trouble. Yeah. And then the movie ensues. Yes. ensues movie ensues yes. movie happens it all ensues an hour and 35 minutes later it ends yeah <laughs> i think it's and, uh, yeah god no and and i think i would never have watched this movie unless you told me to huh. and i'm glad that you did yeah because it's a movie i was trying to think about this earlier mm. it's a movie that if i was in the years of 18 to 21 yes growing up and yes. watched it it would it would probably I probably would have loved it more because yeah, it's probably, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm yeah. I don't know whether my, my taste no, is changing I'm, or my taste is numbing. <laughs> but no, I definitely it's, it's say changing. That I think as an adult, and it's quite sad that yeah. I probably would have struggled to get through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If that makes any sense. Whereas yeah. actually I need to double check. This mm. came out in 2002, 2003. Yeah. 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 Is that around the same time as garden state or before? Oh, wow. This is quite a link. Now, as I look it up, tell me why you're even making that link. Is it because let me just, throw this out because, there because as a weird nerd as a kid yes. garden state is a movie that you put on a pedestal because you love scrubs and zach braff right which hasn't I, aged that well i hey <laughs> I, I well i think i don't know how but it's there might be similes as well because i it's, it's it's strange god we're going off in tangents here listen but, i think it's like first impressions of what love means in art yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i i just think as a character that there's a lot of backstory to adam sandler's character mm. but very little backstory to the love interest mm, which mm. the whole way through the movie i'm thinking if well, yeah. anyone else was in this circumstance reacting to his character why, mm. what's the interest and why and i was looking mm. for that quite a lot of the time mm. yeah which, that's fair the, the link to garden state is that that natalie portman's character is just yeah. oh she's ditzy she's cute there's nothing to yeah. it which right. is a very weird way of writing women right. back in the day that we all just ignored and accepted mm. <laughs> with the manic what's her name the manic pixie dream girl fixation mm. of the natalie portman character yeah, yeah i mean i think that's such a that's such a good point i think uh having not watched it for a while myself i was literally in that age bracket you discussed yeah and it was a big thing for me and how i thought of love artistically i sort of think of it as like if if radiohead were given a bit more of a you know just keep it to three minutes guys and just use your your you know bass drums guitar please and see what you come up with it's still going to be quite weird because it's them right and i see yeah. this as the equivalent in terms of paul thomas anderson making a, a movie about a love story so yeah. that's and it's like a mood piece the the colors the the signature themes like there's lots of interesting stuff to it but i yeah, think yeah. it's such a legit take to say um even with all the artistic flourishes and interests uh in 2023 it doesn't uh yeah, it doesn't it doesn't grab you in that and same it's not way. Not even that long ago. Yeah, yeah, try, like yeah, barely. <laughs> well, to us, it feels like I mean, there there might be people listening to this that aren't 
Yes. Well, born in 2002. Exactly. <laughs> but um, that it was 2002 and Garden State was 2004. So yeah, only a two year little difference. Yeah. Um, I suppose even with that said, right, where it's like, tell me more about this love interest. What's going on? Like, let's say you do look at it a bit more through the eyes of your younger self. Yeah, I mean, there's something we have to touch on. The thing that the, this film might be the most famous for is Adam Sandler's performance. Yes. Because right. Adam Sandler has a very specific genre unto himself. And Punch yeah. Drunk Love was probably the first where it was like, oh, outside of the typical Adam Sandler film, he can do bits, this guy, as an actor. So so yeah, what did yeah. you make of him? I, I, I thought he was great to the point where I wanted to know... I, I could have sat and watched him on the phone yeah. talking to someone <laughs> waiting to get through to their manager or whatever yeah. it was about his coupon. Yeah. Like I could have watched that all day. Equally, I wanted to watch him sell whatever the weird plunger yeah. was that he was selling in his factory more. And I got annoyed when we when his sister would walk up and interrupt him when he's trying to work. Because I was yeah. like, I want to know more about this work with Louise Guzman. Yeah. Like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> I was waiting for the Louise Guzman shout out. That's fantastic. Um, shout out to Louise Guzman because he's tremendous in Wednesday. Yes. Uh, we'll move on. Okay, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to that um he used to be a paul thomas anderson regular that was fun did you yeah. like his happiness about his whole coupon scheme that was fun i loved it yeah. i loved it and i loved it when he was trying to explain it to her <laughs> looking around he was concerned that people were going to hear about it and he's going to get in trouble and we also need to shout out philip seymour hoffman oh, as well one, i think i forgot he was in the movie yeah hearing it till quite late yes and then i was just happy to see him on screen yeah yeah um yeah as opposed to uh Paul Thomas Anderson with like a newbie. Um, his OG was Philip Seymour Hoffman, and their relationship is is beautiful to me. I think that was the next film he's going to do with him is The Master, and then that was his last film. Gosh, they were meant for each other. What uh, he's great in the film too. But just to t- touch on Adam Sandler briefly, this is I swear to God, this is true. I got up the date of it, but I haven't mm-hmm. looked at the Wikipedia page. Has this film left enough of an impression on me that even though I haven't seen it for like ten plus years, is his is his name Barry Egan? The character? Yes. Yeah. Because I always think that's a really weird thing with a movie. Sometimes I'll love the hell out of a movie, but not remember a character's name. And you just yeah. had a few details. And I was like, I think that's his name. I just think that's really awesome. Although he does ask the sex sex line to call him Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. I forgot about him on the sex line. Yeah. Listen, now it's a bit more. I think he was um, in Uncut Gems and a few other yep. films. But like at the time, he'd gone on like a 10 year plus run of just his own brand of film. So this was such a departure. This was such a risk for him. I think this was such a risk for Paul Thomas Anderson. And it's just uh, such a fun film. Speaking of things that make it a bit um, like make it feel a bit old i suppose um mm. i think another thing is also the maybe maybe i'm wrong and it didn't strike you in this way but like the scene where like he's saying how much he loves her he wants to bash her face in or whatever i was thinking that's slightly <laughs> problematic these days that's just ever so slightly problematic did that, did that she equally jump... says something awful about his face, right so, so at fine. least okay okay it that's... was a very it was an interesting take on dirty talk yeah <laughs> i almost made a note about it actually. oh that's <laughs> so hilarious I so i think but, that that that's in keeping with the rest of your review it's not it's not about this is problematic it's about mm. that's a really interesting area just give it equal weight both sides please um mm. that's really interesting but yeah and, if and I, I found myself as well just tr- questioning a lot of what was happening and the logic behind it like the fact that he wore the same suit every day but then yes. just went and got on a plane didn't take anything else with him apart from a ticket and a suit oh bless wearing. you you're truly and, 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 and i think that's just the adult in yeah. me just trying to yeah, unpick yeah, yeah. it going but none of this makes sense but then equally <laughs> I'd just step back and go, just just go with it. Just go with it. I mean, more than a lot of other more tightly plotted Paul Thomas Anderson films, I do equate this one with almost like a little mood music 
Yes. Like, right? It's very much a tonal that, that, film. That, that, was the, that, was the, and that was the Birdman feel. Mm. So I think every time he was back in his workplace, it was almost like that sort of incessant jazz drums from like Birdman playing. Mm. And then any time he was somewhere else, there was just this others. And it's very strange to have a movie as well. I noticed that mm. the soundtrack seems to continuously play throughout yes. a lot of it. There's not a lot of silence. Yeah. And it's almost they're talking over the soundtrack and you're like, was that meant to mm. go down in volume, up in volume? And, and that's where I was just like, oh, yeah, of course he likes Radiohead. None of this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of just pieced it and glued it all together. Or is the fact that in between scenes, and I never really pieced together mm. between what scenes, whether there was any structure behind it, just the weird colory yes. colours that just sort of came across the screen. Yeah, to, to, to be very transparent, just the other day I was eBaying signed paul thomas anderson posters and there was a really cool japanese edition of the poster that just has the color gradients and for whatever reason that's like a signature of this film the weird color yeah. mood boardy things um oh i'm so glad you watched and enjoyed but i love the few things you're you're nitpicking too because i think it's all it's all legit um but yeah i do it's, it's funny i'm not sure if you relate to this but i almost felt the first time watching it i did feel this like slight sense of pride in adam sarna like there you go my boy can act yeah. see guys but i i feel like i already know that now. yeah exactly so now it feels a bit more of a given yeah yeah back in yeah. the day i'm not sure people were going for that as much but yeah that's that's a good point shall we uh i'm conscious of as we get to ratings by the way i do want to let our audience know um mm. you're not listening to this on 1.5 or two times speed i'm just talking very quickly i'm very conscious we have so much to talk about and only these brief windows which the more organized and used to this we get the less in a rush we'll always feel i have to admit too you watched punch drug love this morning i watched <laughs> mythic quest season one episode five this morning too so we're kind of get a bit fine but we didn't <laughs> give ourselves a week we did we record we recorded ah, the last pod yes. on wednesday very true um and we're recording this on the following monday very so. true I think we and we both well judging by your cinema schedule recently. Yes, yeah, exactly I right. Time at all. <laughs> Although I did notice my WhatsApp go very quiet for about four days straight, so I assumed you were busy. <laughs> yeah, a few cinema trips and uh, yeah. Um, so let's have a so, let's 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 talk guesses. I I, I have mine written down. Just let's... all honesty. I don't want to gas myself up, but I'm a, I'm I'm about to get you. I'm winning oh, yeah. today. I really I don't know. Now that we've spoken about it, if I'm if I'm off by more than one, I'll be gutted. Okay, I think you're before. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not going to look at your face while I say it. I just want to. Ex- I think it was a nice hefty three. It was a three. Yes. <laughs> hey, I think five is an interesting scale. Three is just right down the middle. Like, sure, I'll do this. I'm not yeah. super pissed off about it, but I'm not like mad excited either. Why have I? And the thing is, I, I was excited because why have I not watched movies by Paul Thomas Anderson? Right. Why have I watched not watched more movies by Paul Thomas Anderson? Right. Um, in general, especially considering the Radiohead link. Yes, exactly. With right. Movies. Exactly right. Okay. Now the during, I did think um, you'd have your own unique take maybe the thing is it's like it's really funny to say but in the same vein as the whole it's his take on a love story thing it's actually mm-hmm. kind of like my fourth or fifth favorite paul thomas anderson movie it's like i think down the line you're probably going to find ones you you rate more but i do on just a surface level an hour and a half of my time given to a thing with acting cinematography music all of that stuff i was thinking it's going to be hard for him not to at least enjoy it i think it's a solid four <laughs> It's a solid four. It's a solid four. Now here's here's where we get very interesting because you barely had any time for neither of us have really had time for an after. It's almost like uh, you know, just ten minutes later. Do you still like it? <laughs> um, okay, for after again, I thought 
he's not gonna uh, it's quite sim it's quite similar really we're, we're on very similar scales for for both the things we watched today <laughs> the, the similar theme is both of us didn't seem super jazzed about what we had to do just because it's our first little homework assignments here but i think your after was a four as well three ah! <laughs> and of course the first day i desperately desired a winner of the day we have a draw ladies and gentlemen fantastic fantastic stuff I, I i now that yeah of all of them that was the one i was least confident about now that you'd explained it um yeah, yeah. do you, do you I, I mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna rush if anything it's gonna make me watch other movies i'm nice. not gonna necessarily rush back and watch that one sure sure that's a, I, I love that distinction that's really interesting do you know um can you remember from the little white lies reviews is there like a rule to how long in retrospect even means because like that it, is, it just means afterwards because it's different to watch during <laughs> well said and i don't this is why jeff does the intro. i listen i don't have any more questions you explained it You've perfectly done it. you're here <laughs> <laughs> you found us <laughs> and we're happy you did um i did have one like slightly deeper realization this week that ties into some of our picks which is just um leaving there was a movie that i watched over christmas called after sun with the amount of um, movies I was trying to watch during Christmas that are Christmas-themed, this was mm. just a little film with a little bit of backing and marketing I'm seeing on the socials a bit, and it looks like a fun little indie film. And I just, it had a certain vibe and flavour to it that seemed a bit unique, and it's short, and yeah. Um, I don't want to actually say, uh, uh, in terms of a very thin description of the plot, it's just a dad and his daughter going on a holiday. That's the whole thing. And I watched it, and I left. And weirdly enough, I'm not sure I've ever told you this, it reminded me of Lost in Translation by Sofia Coppola and watching that while we were both at Whitmore High School and just the next day coming to school and just feeling like I was almost like, it's almost like for a day, this is like an aspiration of cinema to me. The day after, it's almost like the director of the film you just watch is like directing your life for a bit. You're just seeing things in that way for a bit. That to me is like a great film that touched your heart as like where for a few days after you're like seeing things through that lens. Lost in Translation did that for me um, all those years ago and I still think of it very fondly and I think a big part of that was impacted uh, by it being on the on the big movie screen. Um, and After Sun did that for me weirdly and every now and again when another movie does it for me um, I yeah I think back to Lost in Translation I'm sure there are lots of films uh, uh, like it uh, that have affected me similarly, but for some reason that's the one that sticks out in my memory just very vividly the next mm. day walking to Whitmore. Gosh, that was a beautiful film and life is beautiful. So that's a nice thing now. And I, th I think that's going to happen quite a lot. I think right. uh, we might find each other, like you did, mm. recommending something that was good mm. pauses in audio. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, which... Things that impacted us when we were younger, and it's yes. all about the context in which you watch it, yes. essentially, is what I'm trying to say. Yes, and yes. And I think then um, sort of throwing them out nowadays mm. and then being offended when someone doesn't like it as much as you, <laughs> we watched it differently. Yeah. There, there are generations out there that like episode one, two, and three of Star Wars because that's what they grew up right, watching. Right, right, right. And that's, that's something I always go back to and reference. Yeah, yeah. And if, if that is a bit of a criteria for you loving a film, that also explains why I bet the 19-year-old Chris would have given after a five rather than a three because you're probably more up for seeing life in this more raw emotional way and now these days you need a bit more detail a bit more juice a bit more to put it bluntly adult Structure stuff security <laughs> not just it's the so sad, no, isn't it? some of it some of it's deeper like also i think uh you know been in a long-term relationship for many many years and like i think there's lots of context that makes it different but um but yeah so you've the fact that you almost added on to what i was saying with like the 
stuff from our youth bit is making my choice for you very hard. I'm very I'm veering between two things, and and I almost landed, but I'm. <laughs> oh, my choice for you is yes. smack bang in the middle of my oh, youth. Oh, okay. Am I? Am I? Uh, do I have to listen to the uh, you entirety may have even of the... watched it? I'm not even sure. Is this a Michael Jackson film? Out. What are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> but are we do are we doing pictures? Are we yeah, let's, on to the pictures? let's do uh, it. Okay, so my my pitch for you this week, Jeff, because Please. you didn't hit the bullseye and you were off by one, <laughs> so you now have to watch yeah. Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. No, hundred percent. No, <laughs> because I want you, Jeff, as the film buff that you are. I couldn't have to been make more sense <laughs> to, to make sense. It was a joke. Of a movie I watched probably seventy six times as a child. Wow. I th- <laughs> and explain I th- to me if there's a plot. Yeah, what it's about. So I didn't realize when we came up with okay, let's finally do a podcast together, as we've been discussing for years, that we were literally trying to recreate the feeling of being in your bedroom and you forcing me to watch stuff that I was like, I don't care though. <laughs> and we're just like, listen, it may have taken me a few decades, but I found a workaround to make you watch the thing. <laughs> oh, wow. I was truly, truly kidding. When you said, I don't know like that, I was like, okay, geez, listen, it's all right. Like, don't worry. I just I'm don't sure. know how you keep guessing my pitches, <laughs> except last week's, which I, there's no, I don't think you would have ever guessed that. Well, but something about that pitch has helped make my pitch So easier. you've never seen... No, no, you haven't. The few memories I have of it are, yeah, to be fair to you, you would just show me clips. You never tried to force me to watch the whole thing. Did I actually show you clips? Oh, for sure. What were we even talking about? (laughs) What were we even talking about? It was a formative movie for you. Um, Sorry, like, because I feel like we were just talking about it, but I needed to go back over it. The reason that you thought this is the cinema buff Jeff explain a film that you've watched that many times. Essentially, yeah. Essentially. Because if someone said, what's it about? Oh, I see. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> a fever dream. Yep, because yeah. one minute he's being chased by gangsters. Right. The next minute he's dancing with a rabbit. Right. <laughs> so, so the next minute he turns into a rabbit one and thing... rides scooters being chased by claymation. Speaking... So, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of rabbits, I, the one thing I remember about this movie is that it's quite Who Framed Roger Rabbit-esque in terms of real life and characters cartoony characters sure okay you're not going to tell me stuff for the context of the listener yeah christopher anusa grew up a michael jackson super fan yep jeffrey barlow grew up uh, liking michael jackson okay guy like <laughs> hey not even liking okay he's great but like christopher's levels of fandom are like exceptional exceptional stuff um i'll never forget um being on the phone to him when he was at glastonbury and the news came through that he had passed away and like I felt like I had to call him like it was a really big deal and I that yeah. kind of fandom is really special to me even if Michael Jackson isn't my guy I love and respect that he's your guy mm. and I didn't realize it would be by episode three but I knew he was going to show his face at some point <laughs> and I would have thought maybe it would have been a an album I didn't realize we were going for Moonwalker can I ask you one question about it is it could it's called Moonwalker yeah that's not, that's not a question do you as someone who's watched it that many times mm-hmm. even though it's in your childhood blah 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 Two questions, actually. One was the last time you watched it, and you don't have to say the name, but I'm just interested. Do you know who directed it? <sighs> oh, good question. Because in my head, I'm like, oh, I know Spike Lee and Scorsese did music videos with him, but they for sure didn't do Moonwalker. Not to put that I much don't sauce think on the I, name. W- I don't Moonwalker. think I would. Uh, no, because... I- I haven't watched it recently, okay. is the honest answer. I okay. can't actually tell you the last time I watched it. I mean, recently is but, a relative term. Since your 20s, like, what were we saying? 
probably in my 20s, maybe. Shameful that you were watching that. Yeah, I might have forced to watch it at some point. Oh, I've dropped a name. <laughs> you can believe that. You can believe that. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, so that's really you in a in a certain zone talking yeah, about your childhood. Uh, if I was, if you, if I, if you had gone to my head, I'd guess who directed it. Yeah. I might say the words John Landis because nice. he's around a lot. He's around and, a lot. Yeah. And the, the MJ like stuff. That seems like his sort of bag. We might be well off there. But, but then I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Jackson directed it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because he was. Go on, yeah. go on. You, you, you've got access to a quick look. Go on. I say Moonwalker, please. And then um, you've, I don't know. I don't. I can't quite explain the mechanics, but this pick mm. has made my pick very easy. I'm suddenly oh, no longer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had to get the implicit in there somewhere. Oh, I did Moonwalkers plural. It's a 2015 film with Daniel Craig. That's not OK. 1988 film. Starring Michael Jackson, Sean Ono Lennon is in it. Joe, Joe Pesci's in it. Mm-hmm. Gary Jerry Kramer is the director. Sure. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Joe Pesci's great, by the way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, okay. The running time just made me feel a bit better. So there is that. Is it eighty something minutes? Ninety three. But listen, everything's fine. I wonder how much that includes uh, right, uh, credits at the end and stuff like that. Now, and I- you have to watch all of it. Listen. Don't feel like you can do some skips throughout it. Let, let alone no skips. I wanted to be very clear about this because I loved yeah. that James Cameron quote about cinema is for not multitasking. Yeah. The smile and doing it in that way with a small window and with other tabs going was to avoid trauma. Yeah. <laughs> this one I will put full screen. I'll give it the due referen- reverence rather, and um, no skips. Don't worry about it. And did now. a dark, quiet death get that? Yeah, totally. It totally okay, did. Okay, just checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it did. Um... But this 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 one for me feels an even bigger deal because of it's a movie. It's ninety three minutes. Um. Okay. Now I'm gonna do it for you. What you're gonna do for me is, ah, oh, shit. You're gonna have a look at this piece of paper. See this? What does that say, Christopher? Darren Aronofsky in conversation. So I think I mentioned to you I went to see him give a talk at the National Film Theatre, one of my favourite places in the world, the other day, and that was a great mm. talk. I realised, gosh, I don't rate him enough. And um, was he an architect or? He's a director of, of films. That's a good okay. question. Oh, sure. um, a writer director, I think. I wouldn't be surprised. Some of it's quite under the radar stuff, with occasionally quite big successes. His two big successes were The Wrestler and Black Swan. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I seen Black Swan. You've seen Black Swan. Yeah. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. Do you remember rating it? I think you rated. Did I rate? Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, uh, I forgot. What was the the two I just named? The two big successes. The wrestler. I haven't seen the wrestler. Oh, okay. Well, there's <laughs> there's there's your movie for this week. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we're happy, yeah. Sure, sure. Is it, who's in it? Remind me who's in it. They've got good main characters. No. Yes. No. Yes. Very good. Man. It's starring Mickey Rourke, and it's, he told oh, okay. a very interesting story about initially having um, Sylvester Stallone on to to play the part. He had this his script in the works for quite a few years. And Mickey Rourke was like a really big deal to a lot of filmmakers and cinema goers in like the 80s, late 70s. And he was like, people thought he was going to be the new Brando. And Mm. he just kind of fell off a cliff in terms of his roles and his lifestyle. And he told this really funny story, basically, about how when the funding wasn't coming through for the project, he went to meet Mickey and tell him in person. And he could tell from his calves that he'd been like working out for the part. And he was like, oh, I'm actually quite scared of him right now. But then when he told him, like, listen, I don't think we're going to do this with you. We, can't, we don't have the money for you. We might have to go with it. <clears throat> oh, dear. I'm getting emotional and choked up talking about The Wrestler. I do, <laughs> love, I do love this film. Um, Mickey Rourke was actually quite relieved because he knew the commitment this would take. Mm. Darren said it was like the equivalent of, like, you know, the doctor who says you need to take your medicine 
and he was like he you know as much as mickey would have done it he was like also kind of happy to avoid it and then eventually they did get the money together he did do it and um award season spoiler he did win the oscar for it um okay. and yeah have you have have you heard of it i've heard of it yeah, yeah. yeah. never seen it never seen it. fantastic it's a 2008 film directed by Darren Aronofsky, and I'm so sorry, but we do have to, I feel like this is a really key thing for us. Um, 109 minutes. So nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. It's more than 90. It is more than 90, to be fair. But um, I gave you 35 this morning, so you're lucky. This is true. This is, I, honestly, we might we might end up seeing the most direct link between running times and our before ratings. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and he was just uh, nominated for the the oscar he didn't win it i'm trying to google that i'm like cannot be getting that wrong other than the title by the way no idea what this movie's about I'm oh yeah, yeah fantastic keep it that way same with um i like yeah i think i think uh take the others um direction in terms of how much if you ever have to do even a little bit of a dip into research i do want to finish on just please elaborate for at least one minute on this whole trailer thing because I used to be a big fan of trailers, but more and more, it might be because we're just so information drenched online. More and more, I am loving going in. Watching the thing today was just a joy without any context. So what was your route to get there? Well, it's just because I got fed up of everything being ruined, <laughs> to be honest. And in fact, the front cover of um, Punch Truck Love yes. is almost a spoiler, essentially. Ah, yeah, yeah. That scene where it's they're the kissing. Silhouette. Yeah, yeah, the silhouette. Yeah, the silhouette scene. Like, so the whole way through it, you're like, wow. wow that's gonna happen this is a level of fussy being annoyed at life that i'm really liking this is very larry david well, i just i appreciate <laughs> no one's gonna go and watch something if they know nothing about it but sure. then it's kind of and you're gonna hate me <laughs> please let's go but like recent marvel trailers ooh. do a good job of going ooh, ooh, shiny 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 gets you excited i think the best one i saw was the black panther trailer ah. the most recent one yes just because it just got you hyped up and emotional yes but with no idea what the hell the movie was going to be about yeah and yeah, you yeah. kind of then just went in there and it's and it's very little and i to this day i still remember my brother's reaction to the matrix going in to watch the matrix without having oh, any idea what the matrix was about wow at the time. okay no i think that's that's probably been a talking point since the advent of trailers like it's always a balance yeah. right it's two just nothing you're giving me nothing and two story heavy one really interesting one is the new christopher nolan film i've seen both the teaser and the proper trailer yeah personally was a fan of the teaser the trailer was a bit too telling mm. me all the all the bits so no i i, yeah. I totally relate in one sense i do want a um new segment i've got a little tweet of the week new segment <laughs> I thought we should be wrapping up. <laughs> we are wrapping up. We're wrapping up with the new segment, Tweet of the Week, just because we do a lot of our um, DMing on Twitter. And I just thought this was a really good tweet. And I bet uh, you'd agree or at least see some value in it. I just think it's a good point about social media generally, really. Johan Harry tweeted, A person's opinions are a small part of who they are, a cork floating on a sea of actions. Twitter encourages us to see a person as the sum total of their opinions, but it's a very shallow and peculiar way to look at human life. I just thought that was interesting. Um, that is interesting. Um, I don't like. I feel like the be- the best retort in a very Twitter way would be like, "You're just trying to excuse some opinion or something." Like, I can immediately sense that retort. But I just think it's a very it's a very good point that our brains are doing that these days, and uh, yeah, it's a bit weird. Another excuse to spend less time on Twitter. Yeah, I, I think a lot of our conversations are me trying to <laughs> even on Twitter. It's just me talking myself out of being on that gosh darn bird app. We've got two movies this week, Christopher. How are you feeling about them? 
I'm looking forward to you watching yours. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to me watching mine. Oh, good, good. And I may even watch yours because I haven't watched it in however many years. <laughs> now, what about what about your book? Even oh. if you don't give us any details around it, mm-hmm. uh, you've been you've been reading it, yes? Yes. Fantastic. You're a reader in 2023. How does that feel? Very woke. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of... I'm going to try saying it with my eyes closed. Go on then. The Cultural Content Consumption Appraisal Hour. With, with your host, yeah. Jeffrey Ins- Barlow and Christopher Insert Anusis. outro music here. Yes. Goodbye, Jeffrey. That, um, that's copyright, isn't it? I don't know doodle what you Is that Inspector Gadget? Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Okay, bye.